Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season four, episode 17, the one with the free porn, Hmm. which in reality is just a few scenes looping on their TV at all times. (laughs) I know. Just like fading in and out. Down the chest. Lots of mullets. Yes, Yes, lots of mullets. I'm sure it was like whatever um, they could pull from fair use that wasn't oh, actually yeah. porn because they couldn't show it on it's TV. daytime television. Yeah, yeah. I keep <laughs> saying daytime television, and that's not yeah. correct, right? Because this you're was trying evening. To give, you're trying to give Jennifer Aniston a daytime Emmy, which she can't get because this is not a daytime show. Right. I was thinking just like primetime. That's what I'm thinking. Primetime television. Yes, it is. Network Excuse television, me. more Network. specifically. Yeah. And they definitely can't show porn, thankfully. No, they cannot. Thankfully for us. Unless you get it free somehow. So I've never heard of this happening, but I also was not of the age in the 90s to have my own TV set. So right. Um, so what happens is um, Mr. Trigger is at the guy's apartment snaking the shower drain. <laughs> Again. Again. And, um, and the guys are just like flipping through the channels and um, Joey's like, oh, I must have hit something on the remote because all of a sudden this like porn channel comes up. Is that possible? I mean, anything is possible. If you but is believe it probable? Yeah. yeah. If your heart is pure, miracles can happen. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's possible with satellite TV or like the way channels work now but with old school cable i don't really think so yeah because unless the the channel just started i don't know like they like accidentally yeah i suppose like maybe back in the day (laughs) i feel like somebody who knows can tell us this but i guess maybe back in the day is that like those had to be unlocked and like somehow it accidentally went to like everybody who pays for premium or for like a basic cable package they, like somebody accidentally like put this as part of the. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe it was like that. Right. Like you used to pay for the Disney Channel, or not? Yeah. That's right. So it was and probably you, like yeah. that. But I don't feel like regular cable companies offered this type of adult entertainment. I feel like that was only later. But maybe maybe they did, HBO. and I just don't know. Do you Skinamax? remember HBO? Yeah, HBO and Cinemax used to be um, like. After like like in the evenings they would have like adult movies and stuff. Was well, what yeah, was pay per view? Re- yeah, well I remember like just going to see what was um, there was a movie on and then being like, but no, <laughs> no thank you, because you guys had satellite, so we you could access yeah. like ever because you know we had we had like premium cable or whatever where we paid for like Disney Channel and the extra whatever sports channels and whatever mm-hmm. else was on. But like you got ESPN eight Ocho. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but we wouldn't have had any of this. It was like I, it was nonsense. one of those things where it was like press this on your TV to purchase it type thing. Yeah. Um Don't know, but the guys yeah. are like, well, we didn't even pay our cable bill. Maybe this is how they punish Maybe us. Maybe this so is the punishment. They're certainly yeah. not paying for it either. I know, but like Okay, I know that we are not the demographic here for uh, being excited about free porn, um, but like, uh, I just feel that this is not a group activity. Um, is that no, just me? I've, no, I feel like maybe we talked about this back in season one or two when they were like, when they were like renting all of Ursula's porn tapes, and oh, I was that's just like, right. do you know? Okay, I just I feel the same. We probably should have put like a under 17 content warning on this episode but like you know whatever if your kids are there it's in the title. way to do a task um we <laughs> i've also like always felt the same thing about strip clubs like it's super weird to me that it's just like a bunch of dudes yeah. in a room together it's <laughs> like i'm like super really weird. like like it would probably be creepier if it was a bunch of individual viewing booths that'd probably yeah, be grosser true. but like I've just never understood the, like, I'm going to get my buddies together and go, like, yeah, like, watch porn or, like, go to strip club. Right, because... As a group activity. Yeah, like, maybe I'm wrong, but isn't the reason people watch porn to be aroused by it? 
and why would well, you yeah. want to do that the, with your yeah with a guy friend? So once again, not our thing. So yeah, we don't know. <laughs> don't worry about we telling us. We're fine um, living yeah, in. <laughs> please do not write Ignorance. in and tell us uh, mm. if. Yeah, I don't want to know. It's just odd to me. But it is, it's even weirder to me that they, like, make everybody else suffer through this when they're over at the house. Like, just, like, close the TV, the TV cabinet doors. doors or, like, put right. a towel over it or something. I mean, I would be like, I'm not eating breakfast over here anymore. This is disgusting. Yeah, I certainly would be like, mm, no, we'll hang out over it, like, the girl's apartment type thing. Yeah. But which there maybe are per- we can talk about this later. But like, does that apartment look so cluttered and weird now? The girls? The yeah. new the girls' new one? Or the, the boy? Yeah. I actually thought it looked so much better. Oh, I think it looks so there's just so much more stuff. And yeah. Monica's yeah. now Monica's real apartment is so much more spacious that it looks like an old person like an antique shop yes. just like set up she does have way too many like trinket type items yes and there's not enough space all, for all those trinkets it's all very like um it's not art nouveau but it kind of feels like it with like a lot of like squiggly lines it's and very, floral like, patterns country. and yes but like mm-hmm. not chic because it's no it's shabby not, like, chic yeah and heavy it's not, on the shab though. Yeah, I, I well, I thought that the apartment looked a lot better now. Um, like it definitely looks warmer and cozier than it did when the guys were there. But I agree with you that it's like crowded and cluttered. Um, I really like how the guys end up doing their apartment eventually. I don't yeah. love that yellow couch, but like no. it, you know, a little bit more minimalist. Yeah, um, it just feels very cluttered. Yeah, I feel like, but I'd still oh, rather hang out there think- than in. The porn central. The porn den. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking that, like, I don't know. Your family didn't do this because your parents weren't crazy. But my mom used to, like, <laughs> block. So every time we'd, like, get a new TV, her first order of business would be, like, because, okay. So growing up, every single one of us had TVs in our bedrooms, which probably not the best way to do it. But, like, there was, like, a TV in the living room, TV in every bedroom. And... um. Every time, like, a TV was replaced, my mom would come in and she would, like, program the TV to remove certain channels. But all it did, she she couldn't block the channels. It would just make them so if you were scrolling with the, like, channel up button, it, it skipped it those channels. It would skip channels. them, right? Yeah. So, like, MTV was 45. And I know that because I had to type in 45 all the time. <laughs> like, yes, I remember it being 45. Yes. And so it was like, so when I was like scrolling through channels, it would skip it, but there was nothing preventing me from just typing 45. And so like... That's funny. My grandparents' TV was the same way. Yes, because they just didn't want to see it. So they like skipped it. Ugh, what a not very good fix. Like if there was a way... So now there's things like parental controls and you can like, you know, you have to set like a code to unlock the channels and that didn't exist back then. If that existed, my mom yeah. 100% would have done it. Yeah. But... Or maybe they just didn't like, get the fancy TV that had it. I don't think... I don't think yeah, back that feels then very that existed, but... It feels advanced. Yeah, because there were no flat screen TVs back then. And we're still talking like the big old fatties. Like flat screens hadn't come out yet, I don't think. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so I remember because I'd I'd come home from school every day at like 3.15 and like turn on TRL to see if Backstreet Boys were the number one spot or if they had been ousted by NSYNC, their arch rivals. See what Carson Daly was up to. See which fingernails Carson Daly had painted and what colors that day. <laughs> Such a loser. Anyway, um, yeah, like, one I day think that I'm going to go to New York and be in that studio audience. Oh my gosh, all those people at Times Square with their little posters. Mm. That always seemed so cool. I know. I know exactly where it is too now, but not when I cared. I didn't know when I cared. Right. No. Which is a bummer. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's really all that happens with that part with, <laughs> with those guys. It's just woven throughout the episode. Yes. Like there are some funny keep... moments. Yeah, when people like reference 
Like when Rachel's like, bow, chicka, wow, wow, like that. <laughs> yeah. Where do I know that song from? Yeah. And Monica's like, yeah, you sneak onto the plane and you're in the cockpit and then a stewardess comes in and she's like, yeah, I've been watching too much porn. <laughs> yeah. Or there is one part where the guys come over and they're like, can we hang out here for a little bit? Can we watch cartoons at your house? We need a porn free zone. Yeah. And so like even they're like, yeah, this is there's a time and a place. I guess. So, um, I mean, really, that's kind of all that happens. Eventually, at the end, they're like, we need to turn this off. They turn it off and they're like, should we just check that it's still there? And they turn it back on and it's still there and they're all excited. And that's really the first and last we ever hear of it. Thank goodness. <laughs> Think bye mullets. Um, bye mullet and candle wax. Oh, Living yeah. La Vida Loca music video. <laughs> um, okay. So the other thing that's happening, well, there's a couple other things, but I want to talk about Phoebe. <laughs> so um, oh, Phoebe... Pee-hee. Pee-hee comes in with her massage table, which I didn't realize she had to carry that around. I know. And um, she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, soon I'm not going to be able to drag this table around. And they're like, do you need to find a job like where you don't have to carry a table around? And she's like, you mean like a doctor? <laughs> I know, but I love that her first suggestion is, I got to find a job with a smaller table to carry. Oh, with a smaller table. That's right. <laughs> and they're like, or one where you don't have a table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Um, and so, so she um, has a doctor appointment. And Rachel goes with her. And I do love this. I feel like every time Phoebe is like at a doctor's office it's always really funny like the first mm-hmm. one when she's getting implanted and she's like being sassy about how expensive it is and like later when she gives birth and she's like okay doogie send in the real doctor i forgot and, about um, that <laughs> so good and this time um so she's got this doctor and the doctor's like have we discussed the possibility of multiple babies? And she's like, how about we deal with this one? And should I fall pregnant again? I'll hang on to your card. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. And the doctor's like, "Uh, no, multiple births, like triplets. I'm hearing three heartbeats, which is bananas. I know. So... Um, and so she freaks out and she's like, oh my God, three babies are going to come shooting out like a log ride. <laughs> so I have a story about this. Not about okay, the log ride. Okay, tell us about the time you had three babies on a log the ride. The time I had three babies um, was never. But recently, um, I have a friend who has fallen pregnant. And, you know, it's like early days, but you can go get your ultrasound around eight weeks and so we're still in a a covid world and that means that her husband couldn't go with her which is sad but it is sad they knew at least they knew that you know in advance and yeah from the time yeah so anyway she goes in and like she's doing the ultrasound and the tech was just like so who has twins in their family and my friend was like what what she was like who has twins? Which side of your family you or your husband says twins? And she's like, what? And basically that's how she found out she was having twins. The tech didn't, wasn't like, um, have, you know, she didn't ask it like a, I don't know, like just not a lot of bedside manner. But she's like, yeah, there's two babies. Who has twins in their family? Like she just couldn't oh, focus on gosh. that. And my friend is like, I don't know anything else that happened in the appointment like everybody's healthy that's all i know but she's like i don't know someone asked me like about the heart rate like what the baby's heart rate was i don't remember anything i have no idea because i was just like wait a second twins and yeah there's definitely twins so she got them well also she said they were like oh we'll email you your ultrasound picture she's like you don't print them and they're like oh we do sometimes if you ask if we have the paper i was like what that's like a given that's a thing that we i don't you think like you gotta have that paper you gotta go to Walgreens and be like, "Can you print my ultrasound, please?" Yeah, that's lame. So anyway, she got them to print it, and so she has like the trifold, and it's like one picture, second picture, and then two at the bottom. And that's how she told her husband she gave him the ultrasound, and he was like, "Why are there two in this one?" And she's like, "Because we're having twins." 
Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and to answer the ultrasound text question, twins run on both sides of their family. And oh. her mother-in-law has said from beginning, like, you're going to have twins. I just know it. Wow. Yeah. That's cute. Kind of crazy, right? It is crazy. How funny that that tech anyway. wasn't. I wonder if, like, I wonder if if you're an ultrasound tech at, like, an OBGYN, if you're just, like, you ca- try to, like, purposely come up with funny ways to break the news and stuff because you're just so sick of, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder Here's if there's your baby. Like, yeah, it's probably, like boring for them after a while like have you thought of names oh cute what about for the second one uh you're gonna have twins <laughs> like wouldn't you want to come up with fun ways to do it i would that's true i got an ultrasound once not because of anything pregnancy related i was having like horrible stomach pain and Aww. they were trying to figure out if i needed some other sort of test but they were like this test is a few thousand dollars if we do the ultrasound that will hopefully tell – oh, they thought I might have, like – I can't remember if it was kidney or liver or something like that. They were mm. like, we can hopefully see a little bit and see if there's inflammation. We think you might have a kidney need. or have a liver. Right. They were worried about that. Um, yeah. But, like, you see the screen and you see that little triangle shape <clears throat> and black wavy lines. And, and I was like, just tell me, is there a baby in there? Like, am I pregnant? That's all I can see is is a baby. Really? And I was not. Just like the shape of the ultrasound, you know? Yeah. See, I had an ultrasound once before, and I was like, what is that? I can't. She's like, oh, see, okay, here, this is your whatever, whatever. This is healthy. Like, this is your ovary. And I was just like, how can you see anything? I I was like, I was like, I'm really glad that, like, you are trained well at your job because this is very hard to read. And she was like, oh, ha, ha. And she's like, yep, that looks healthy. Okay, there's that. And I was like, what, huh? <laughs> like, looks like yeah, we're like unscrambling so Russian, like, <laughs> World War II, I don't know, trans I know. Like, signals. Well, I, I definitely relate to later in Friends when Rachel gets the ultrasound of Emma. And she's like, I can't oh, yeah. see it. Because you're just, especially at first, it's like, it's barely anything. And so that's when I saw the ultrasound up on the wall or on the screen. I was like, I mean, obviously Could there's it a be? baby. I mean, yeah, that's the only time you see it? those little pictures. Yes, so I get exactly. that's what you would think. I think I offended my lady because I was like, wow, this technology is like really kind of dated. And she it's was like. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Well, she was like, we actually have like the most up to date newest machine. And, the de- and I was like, oh, I wasn't like knocking the hospital. I was just saying like, this seems like <laughs> real weird. Like surely I've- you could get clearer pictures by now. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like the fax fax machine. Like when I think about the fact that fax machines have been around for like 40 years, you're like, that's actually really impressive that a picture was sent over a phone line and prints somewhere else. Yeah. It it actually is pretty impressive. I really don't know how they did that. But no, it is impressive to come up with that technology out of of nowhere. Right, because we didn't have email and texting for like 20 years after that. That's true. Like. They were faxing for a long time. Fax but, machines are confusing. But anyway, Phoebe is using the same technology to see her try babies. Oh, yes. That's and, right. We were talking and about freaking Phoebe's out. triplets. Yeah. So, so I love how she's like, so when the doctor's like, it's actually not that much different. She's like, okay, have you had triplets? And then right. she's like, I'm going to use this a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> good one, Phoebe. Oh, um, I mean, that is crazy to think about. Not only giving oh. birth once, but like continually giving birth. And when she was like, I'm just going to have three full-grown babies walking around inside of the <laughs> Oh, I just love Phoebe with the oh, medical gosh. stuff. I and, know. Um, it's so good. It is crazy. To, yeah, I guess like twins is a lot, but then thinking like to have to do that three times and also just like all the added stress because, you know, you can't have babies to full term when there's too many in the womb. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they did the triplet storyline to explain why Phoebe gets so big so soon? Or do you think it was just like to have something zany happen? Because one baby would be too. Probably a little bit of both. Mm, Okay. If you think about it, there is singles, single babies, twins, and triplets on the show. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. You did mention once before that all the babies in Friends Universe are like unconventional babies. Right, right. Like single mom, adoption, surrogacy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Hmm. All the babies. Um, 
lots of babies. So, um, yeah, so she finds out and then <laughs> she has to break the news to Frank and Alice. And so she's like, okay, you know how you like see three people walking down a street and you're like, that's nice. And Frank's like, yes. I know. <laughs> Sometimes Honestly, I'm like, they really are cut from the same cloth. Yes. I was going to say more Frank and Phoebe scenes because those two together. And like, is is there, is, oh, so he's not her birth moms. He, that's right. He's not from the same. So they have the same dad, different moms. Birth dad, we've met. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Their cat poodle or noodle or whatever. That's his. That's Frank Jr.'s mom. Remember? Our dog. Our dog noodle. Yeah. Noodle. Yeah. Noodle. noodle. Um, so he's like, yes. And she's like, right, you're going to have triplets. And then they're super excited. And then Phoebe should have just kept her mouth shut. But she was like, oh, yeah. thank God. I thought you were going to be all worried. And I was thinking about this when she did it. I was like... It is really hard to not just say, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, it's something I really need to work on. I've gotten better at it, but I still need to work on the, like, don't just speak what's on your mind. Are you good at that? Uh, hmm. Are you asking this because you know I'm not? No, no, no. I have no preconceived oh. notions. <laughs> Um, I think that sometimes I am. I think in this situation, I would want to keep my mouth shut because there was like a lot riding on it. Um, but sometimes I'm not. Sometimes just like, oh, well, I kind of want to talk about this anyway. But yeah, I think here, like, I don't know. I feel like in this situation, I can I can kind of because I was thinking I was like, well, her whole thing is she doesn't want them to be freaked out about it, but she doesn't seem like she brings it up because, like, okay, this doesn't seem like what's going on with her, but I know sometimes for me, like I'll have this internal dialogue where I'll be like, okay, Ashley, like keep your mouth shut about it, but then on the other hand, I'm like, but have they thought this through? And so you like almost kind of want to bring it up to be like, I want to make sure they're like considering this from all angles. Yeah, I see that. But I also kind of feel like they'll come to that on their own. Like there's no getting around it. Yeah. And also, maybe this is selfish, but someone else is going to bring it up. (laughs) You know, like sometimes I don't know that like. I don't know. I'm also trying to work on not – sometimes I take it upon myself to be responsible right. for it's other not, people. Right. It doesn't have to be – you're and, not the one that has to be responsible for bringing them through all that. Yes. And honestly, you're already doing them the huge favor of carrying these babies. It is not your That's fault right. that three took. So I don't think you should have to be worried about it. It's sweet that she is. And I would feel the same way. I would want to like help out. But I think I would help out yeah. by like asking friends for donated items. Like Exactly. Yes. That being like, here's would, three cribs. Here's yes, three I would strollers. try and be resourceful. But I wouldn't like bring the hatchet down on... Like, how are you going to pay for this? Oh, my God. Yes. I think I agree with you. I think I'd be like, I'm going to go to Goodwill and see if I can find, like, a three stroller or, like, a double stroller. Tons of extra baby items. Yeah, totally. And be like, here you guys go. See, you're already already preparing. Like, it's fine. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. I think, what I would do instead of just – I think you're right. But I think part of it is because she's so stressed about it. She can't help but say something. Um, Yeah. And maybe she was a little bit like, oh, thank God. Okay, you guys are happy because she was so stressed that it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, if they're happy, I can just let it go. But she doesn't yeah. do that without verbalizing it. So mm-hmm. yeah, th- I see what you're saying, though. Like sometimes you kind of are like, well, I've thought about this and the negative you know, possibilities, so I need to make sure they've considered. And it's like, yeah. you know what? You don't have to be the one to like be the responsible one for everybody all the yeah. time. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, I feel like Phoebe kind of turns, not turns into the bad guy, but like, gosh, I have to be the bearer of bad news and like, yeah. you know, well, watch them kind of get super sad and it's like, oh, so I'm really glad I'm doing this for you. 
Yeah. And I guess like she doesn't want to do that, but it kind of, you know, she was just like, oh, thank God you're happy. I guess she's also like, she's super stressed out. She probably feels really guilty. She's also really hormonal and emotional. Um, But then she takes on the added stress of like, I have to help them make money Mm -hmm. because, you know, Alice is like, I'll have my home at class sewing baby clothes, which is actually a really good idea. Um, And Frank Jr.'s like, you know, since you told us you were going to have triplets, which was like 60 seconds prior, um, he was like, I'm going to quit for refrigerator college, Um, which is a good, it's a good, you know, that's a good um, skill to have to be able to fix refrigerators. I am all for trades. It is not all about regular college. No, the trades trade are schools important. are very important. There's a saying in Australia and New Zealand, tradies get the ladies. Tradies get the ladies. And yeah, because over here they have like such a um, housing boom, like a new construction boom mm-hmm. that like Ben often is like, I really wish I would have not gone to university and like just gone and been a tradie because he's like I could like they all like own their own businesses or like making mm-hmm. plenty of money have like flash houses have like really you know they have their own companies mm-hmm. and like they tradies get the ladies tradies get so, the ladies so yeah Frank Jr. Um, so so you know Phoebe's like I don't want him to have to quit his dream so I'm gonna mm-hmm. pitch in here and so she comes up oh Bless Phoebe. She's like, right, I need to make a lot of money fast. Chandler, what do you know about insider trading? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's so cute. And then she's like, then she goes to selling knives, which is that, that's not really a thing anymore. Those like door-to-door salesmen. Are they? Cutco knives, I'm pretty sure is a thing still. I don't think it's door-to-door. I think it's MLM style. Ah. And so when she's like... Do you know what they say? And Chandler's like, pregnant lady slays for. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, gosh. So, okay. So she's trying to make ni- any, like, make money quick schemes. Like, anytime you're trying to do that, I just don't feel like it's going to work. Yes, I do think that, like, these whatever, if I don't know if MLM is considered a derogatory term if you're part of it. But, like, some there, there are some people that that works for, right? But, like, I think if you go into it this, like, I need to make a lot of money fast – yeah, and never. I actually think most of the people who are making a lot of money, it didn't happen overnight. It happened with no, years it's and never years of, like, building their teams. Relationships, yes. It's yeah. all about slow, steady relationships. That's it. So it's never, like, any get-rich-quick schemes, like, just... If it's too good work. to be true, it probably is. It but is, yeah. And so all, then Rachel... on some level. Yeah, and Rachel's like, oh, sweetie, like, you are not going to make enough money by selling knives. And she's like, no, I know. I just, this is like my startup money so I can do my, the second part of my plan. And they're like, what's that? And she's like, my Saturn dealership, (laughs) which it's 2020. Yeah, there's no, when did Saturn fold? I don't know, but there used to be a big Saturn dealership down, I think like a factory actually down in, wait, now I'm wondering if Saturn still exists. It's just not big. There was or maybe still is a Saturn factory down in Columbia, Tennessee, which is like an hour-ish south of Nashville. Um, And so there was a lot of that here like 20, 30 years ago. But those towns are pretty dead now. Um, So I have just Googled this, facts. And it looks like, um, so Saturn is part of GM, General Motors, yep. um, and it halted in 2009. That's okay. pretty I was gonna say, recent, though. I should know this because this is the kind of stuff that Matt talks about all the time, but clearly I've taken have heavy you just, notes. And... Then you just glaze over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so it says that it, it went defunct, like, officially in 2010. They halted production in 2009 after a failed deal. With Penske. Remember Penske Automotive Group? Yeah. I feel like, are they still around? But I think um, with anything like that, it probably was like dying a slow death well oh, before yeah. 2009. Um, yeah. So I don't think, so there's no, I don't believe there's any Saturns anymore. Yeah, uh, probably not. And honestly, they weren't greatly made. So there probably aren't many on the road anymore. Were they not? Were they I just like cheap, so. crappy? I don't remember. Yeah. GM. Yeah, um, they were cheap. They were a cheap, crappy arm of GM, I believe. Ah. Uh, 
So good thing Phoebe did not sink all her money into a Saturn dealership. Um, but then she does stick with the automotive uh, industry <laughs> sector. Um, and she's like, Rachel and I, I love when they come in all excited. And they're like, we saw that van you guys were going to use for catering. And we have this great idea. Um, you know, Frank can drive it around as like a taxi and I can give massages in the back. And I love how like shrill she is when she and Rachel are both so excited to like tell the news. And she's like, I'm telling it. And then she's like, the name was the best part. And yeah, so Rachel came up with the name Relaxy Cab and Phoebe came up with the name Relaxy Taxi. Which one do you think is better? Relaxy Cab, but it has to be said right. Relaxy Cab, like Taxi but Cab. It, but that's tricky because it's you're mostly going to be reading it and you can't necessarily have people inflect when they read it. So, right, so it's Relaxy Taxi or it's Relaxy Cab, like Taxi Cab. But people don't really call them taxi cabs. People just call them taxis or cabs. Right? Yeah. Maybe they used so, to more. Maybe before Uber. Um, I do think that if you're going to be reading it, I think like something that's kind of catchy and rhymes is a little bit better brand wise. And it probably like, you know, like the, I think you could make a cuter brand out of the words relaxy and taxi. Okay, so this is Uber massage, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love. And they're like, do you know what you get? And somebody's like, someplace nobody will ever get out of alive. It's probably Chandler. Um, (laughs) But, you know, on the one hand, it is kind of a novel idea to be like, you know, like the New York traffic isn't great. It takes a long time to get from A to B. So, like, why not get, like, a massage while you're on your way? Like, I love... I love a good multitask. I do too. And like in New York, if you go to a nail salon, you can get a 10 or 15 minute chair massage, like really cheap. So I know that's really common there. So you may as well just get a 10 or 15 minute massage on your way to the office. I mean, on your way to that meeting. And like I get not like, you know, like a strip down, use oils and candles, but like you can have nice music. You can have Mm -hmm. some like you know, decorate it so there's like curtains or whatever. So you're not like people aren't looking in. You can get like a neck massage, a shoulder massage, a foot massage, like an arm and hand massage. Like it's actually not a bad idea. Unlimited Enya. I mean, it's a great idea. Some sounds of the ocean and yeah. (laughs) It's, It's a bit weird and I don't know that I would actually sign up to do it. Like get in a massage cab mm-hmm. but mobile massage, massage. Cab's definitely the mobile massage i was gonna say massage, mobile cab massage. Is definitely the worst one yeah massage cab sucks mobile massage isn't bad but i think that probably already exists and it's like when they come to you with their own table motor massage mm, sounds a bit mechanical mechanical massage Roadside rub down. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my gosh. Come into roadside rub down. That's great. That is the Georgia Tax- version. Taxi treats. <laughs> Taxi mm. tickler. Nope. Okay. <laughs> We're going to stop. Taxi tricks. Um, no. No, no. Different type of um place okay so so that's kind of what's going on and I don't really does anything else happen with Phoebe I can't remember like I don't think she ever kind of comes to a conclusion of these schemes does she uh it seems like relaxy cab is the conclusion of the scheme okay so spoiler at the very end yeah at the very very end when they go back so Frank and Alice can see the sonogram yeah and Frank Jr.'s like I like the middle one at the. Be- I like the middle one the best. Don't oh worry, yeah! I won't tell the others. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't tell the others. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. But I, um, I was gonna say spoiler. I she never comes. She never actually buys the van, and they don't actually do well. At least it's not aired. If they do, relaxy. Well, they already own the van. No, I thought they sold it. Cause Rachel and Phoebe are like, oh, we saw that van you guys used for catering. Like, sh- surely she doesn't still own the van. 
Oh, I thought they just owned it and it was just chilling there. I assumed they sold it. Oh, well, either way, I guess they're getting that van or a new van. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if they still had the van, they could do it easily. But um, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the end of that. So we'll um, we'll return to a lot more fun hijinks with the triplets later. Yes. Um, okay. And then the most funniest, most action is Ross and Emily. So um, Emily is finally flying back to London. So this is a carry-on from last episode where it was like her last 14 hours and um, Ross was – trying to do like the 90s fancy um drinks and dinner and stuff but then Rachel threw that fake party Emily had a great time Ross learned to roll with the punches um okay so this is like the next morning and she's got to go to the airport um so he's really sad doesn't want her to leave like all that I get it and then um he comes over and he, like to Monica, well, to the guy's apartment, he's talking to Monica. He's all bummed. And Monica's like, you love her, you know? And on the one hand, I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. But it then it, I'm like, oh, but this also kind of like is like the beginning of Ross just falling for women too soon. Is that something he does? Am I making that up? No, he definitely falls hard fast, I think. But... I mean, I don't know. I think it's hard to know. It's It was like we've said, like Emily was on vacation. Like this isn't real. Right. Not that the feelings can't be real, but I like, I don't know. It's just a lot. But I also do feel like Monica is just kind of like, you love her. No, like you have to love her because oh, I have Monica this fantasy. Monica goes off the deep end. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, um, yeah, she's like, you have to go tell her you love her. And I'm kind of like, I actually think just like let the woman fly home and like see how you go long distance. I know like long, I know long distance is like doesn't work for everybody and it's obviously not ideal. But like, yeah, like see if you guys still think about each other and like want to keep in touch, you know, even when you're both like living your regular lives. Totally. Since that's the reality, right? Like, Whether you want to be long distance or not, it just is the fact. So, like, you may as well let her go home and then call her and be like, you know, I really want to keep in contact and, like, maybe see you again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Why not? But Monica has the whole scene played out in her head. Yeah. um, The whole, like... You need to go to the airport terminal, catch her at the gate, and tell her you love her, and she'll say, Mm -hmm. I love you too, and everybody will clap. And I'm like, okay, okay, too many rom-coms, Monica. Expectations. Well, too much porn. Definitely too much porn. And she's like, and then you'll sneak into the cockpit. Things will steam up. (laughs) Expectations versus reality. Like, chances are Emily wants to see Ross too, but this is a lot of pressure. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, okay, I wanted to ask you about that because I was like, I guess it's nice if he's sure that she feels the same way. But even if he's sure she feels the same way, like she is about to go on a transatlantic flight like that is so much burden to put on somebody before they're about to sit there with nothing else to see or do for like eight hours, Mm -hmm. you know, or six hours or whatever it is from New York to London. But like. I yeah. I feel like no. it's too much. I feel like you don't burden somebody with that right before. Like Agreed. your mind would just be like she's probably already going to be thinking of Ross, but it's just a bit consuming. Yeah, it just makes it so much more intense. Yeah, yeah. No. So That's he does no it because maybe the Gellers are just hopeless romantics. I don't know. They're both obsessive. That's for sure. So well, um, Monica's a. Monica's alone so she's like if you live out this fantasy I'll get to like live vicariously through you well I think she's thinking like this is what I would want if I was Emily like I would want a guy to like rush to the airport and tell me he loves me um well speaking of I'm living out Monica's fantasy when Ross is like you have fantasies about Emily and he's like she's like no like going to a foreign land and falling in love with somebody and living there or whatever and I was like oh gotcha I'm also living that fantasy I'm married to a man from exotic North Dakota (laughs) 
I mean, you far did away move, land. You did move to a new state and immediately fall meet somebody and fall in love with them. So I you're living out her fantasy too. Um, um but yeah. yeah, I I feel like okay. Here's where I think Monica's right. I think I love a grand gesture. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I think the grand gesture could have been coming to the airport, being like, "I don't want this to be over." Will you call me when you get to London? I want to like see you again. Or like flying to London and surprising her would have even been a better grand gesture. The I love you was just ill-advised. Ill-advised, a bit selfish. Like, yeah. I guess she just thinks like there's no, you know, we just had this great time. She Like everybody thinks that Emily is so in love with Ross that I guess maybe they all think like there's no way she could feel otherwise. That's obviously what she wants. But like I'm with you. I do like a romantic grand gesture, but like mm-hmm. send a bunch of flowers to her house. So when she arrives like in 14 long stem roses, one, one for every day for every that you've day known you know and loved, and loved Emily. Her. Yes, like do that or like go with her to the airport. Don't stick her in a cab and send her like by herself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You're right. There's other things. He could have like sent her a bunch of flowers and said like, you know, call me when you get when you get home. I want to make sure you got home safe or like I'm still thinking about you. Um, Maybe exactly like I don't know about flying to London to surprise her because that is just quite disruptive to her life. But like be like, hey, I'm going to clear my schedule next week. Can I come visit you in London? Like I'd love to... You know, I'd love to visit you in your town like you just did to me. Yeah. I don't know. So many things. So many things that are not showing up, pulling her out of line while mm-hmm. she's trying to board and saying, I love you. But, you know, he did also think she was going to say, I love you too, and be super happy. And it was going to be this like magic moment. That's just, they had all built it up in their heads. Instead, yeah. he pulls her out of <laughs> line, says, I love you. And she says, thank you. And he hugs him, him the Toblerone bar. Hands him the Toblerone chocolate bar, and then walks onto the boards the plane. So I love when Ross comes back, and Monica's like, "What did she say?" And he's like, "Thank you." She's like, ah, "You're welcome." What did she say? I, I like, know. No, no. I said I love you. She said thank you. Thank you. And so that's rough. Have you ever said I love you to somebody and had them? Not say it back or say thank you? Mm. No. But I I did have somebody mm-hmm. kind of take it back. Yeah. yeah Do you want to tell this a little I mean bit? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Is this still like a painful point or are we past this? Oh, Cause... definitely past it. It was very okay. painful in the moment. And I, I remember, you poor thing. Oh, it was horrible. Because I, I was very much in love with Matt. Yeah. I was going to say, as your friend going, like, watching your, th- I remember you being so upset about this, but, like, it being, when you're not in it, it was, like, quite hard to understand the specifics of why it was mm-hmm. so tricky and painful. So just maybe give us a recap. So the recap is Matt and I had been dating for, let's see, I think it was in, like, I want to say April. We started dating in February. So it'd been like two months, which I know is still really soon. But I I knew how I felt. But Renee but I wasn't about- falls hard and fast like Ross. Also, you guys had spent every single day together. Like literally had seen each other every single day since you yeah, started dating. Pretty much. So it, it all happened quite quickly. Yeah, it did. Um, and we were just like, I don't know. Like we were both at a place in life where we knew what we didn't want. So it was easy to recognize what we did want, you know? Yeah. So... I was convinced most of our relationship that we would date for a while. I thought Matt is going to like, I love him, but I know this is going to take a while. Like he's not going to be, be ready to like move to next steps for a while. Like I just knew this and I was okay with that. Um, so one night we're like watching a movie or something and he kind of like, turns to me and he's like I love you and I was like I love you too and I was just so happy and I was so happy and I was you know internally freaking out and trying to be cool anyway the next day he comes over and I don't we're just like talking and he's ready to leave and I was like okay I mean I love you and he just like looks at me and I was like why why aren't you saying you love me and he's like I 
I kind of said that in my sleep and I wasn't really ready. And I was like, what? What? Like, yes. Oh my gosh. I was, I was very hurt, but also very pissed off because I was like, okay, this could be like a plot line on Friends, Renee. Like, I know. I know. I was asleep. Like, what? You were asleep. You fell asleep? But the thing is, is I was like, okay, so before. So do you or don't you? Yeah. One, do you or don't you? But also for myself, I was like, I can't just unfeel that. You can't be like, me too. Oh, okay. So, so you, it wasn't that you were embarrassed. It's that you were like. In my mind, we had moved to the next step and all this stuff was like, click, right, okay. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess if you're not going to say that anymore, that's fine. But I can't promise the same because I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, turn back, like rewind. This is how it works. Like when someone says that to you and you're like, that's exactly how I feel. I love you too. You can't like back. I couldn't backtrack. Like I can't change my emotions. I wasn't going to pretend like oh yeah you're probably right we said it too soon because I don't think that I had never I don't think I'd ever told anybody I loved them before right I don't you were like well I know that I do and I know that I was ready to say it yeah yeah I was certain um and so anyway I was I was mad I was like well if you can't control what you say when you're falling asleep then maybe you shouldn't be hanging out of my house so late anymore and maybe you need to reprioritize your life because if you're saying it in your sleep I'm sure there's some truth to it yeah and he agreed and he it was just like I don't know he just had to get over some like rule in his head where like things have to go a certain way or time you know like these yeah. things we make up for ourselves anyway yeah he apologized yeah. he re me Okay, good. Um, <laughs> and he got me flowers the next day, which I deserved because he was big dumb dumb. No. But yes, so that was our, I mean, honestly, it was probably one of the biggest, I wouldn't even call it a fight, but like it was one of the biggest we are not on the same page yeah. <laughs> moments. Well, and I do feel like with the whole like saying I love you, that is such a tricky part of relationships because some people feel that way sooner some people are like I don't plan on mm-hmm. saying that until it's like you know my wedding day like I don't obviously before then but yeah, like there's all sorts of stuff there's all sorts of stuff people like you said people have certain baggage or hang-ups or whatever about that word and what it means and what that means for the relationship and it's very hard to synchronize that um, and mm-hmm. there's so much attached to it. Like you were saying, like, yeah. it's not just that he was like, oh, I'm actually not ready to say that. It's like, OK, hurtful, because, you know, that's just such a um, I. So I was ready to say I love you to Ben. Um, I can't remember. Maybe it was like six months or so. I was actually very cautious at first. And like after we had kind of been like going on dates and stuff for a couple months, he was like, you know, if you want to call me your boyfriend, that's cool. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't That's know. That's cool. Know, yeah. Way to ask, Ben. But I was like, I was very like, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to stay in the country at this point. Like, let's pump the brakes on boyfriend until I know where I'm going to live, you know, for the next few months. Yeah. So that was like, so I was kind of like, cautious going into it and then honestly I can't remember how long into our relationship it had been but I remember talking to my sister and being like look I think I love him I want to say it like I almost felt like it was gonna slip out on accident and I feel like that's kind of the point how that worked for him yeah well that's it as I feel like there comes a point where you're kind of like I don't know if this is right to do it yet but like I feel like it's just gonna come out of my mouth one of these days yeah and so I did say it to him one time. I was the one, because I asked my sister, I was like, you know, what do you think about like saying that first? And with her husband, before they were married, she was like, I said it first. And, you know, he's a lot more gun shy and like all that. And like, you know, he needed some time and it took him a few weeks to say it later. But I was like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel. And I'm going to tell you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like that's a mature way to go about it. It's not like. You know, it was like she was the expectation she set and they kind of it wasn't like he had accidentally said it in his sleep and then took it back. Oh my gosh. But so I was like, okay. And so I said it to Ben and then (laughs) 
like one night when we were hanging out, I said it. And then his response was like, oh, and I was like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to say it back or anything. And I think his response was like, well, what is love anyway? <laughs> and I was like, okay, Ben. <laughs> um, I was like, do you know what? Maybe just don't say anything if you're yeah, like, maybe silence I, is better. Yes. Because I was a little bit like, what? And so then I called him on it like a few days later. I was like, that was really weird. And then he was like, well, to the, he just makes everything into a joke because and it, it sometimes works for our relationship because like <laughs> it does de-escalate but then other times I'm like okay funny guy like jokes later this is serious but he was like oh it's because you said you love me and I was like what and he's like yeah you said I love you and I was like <laughs> it threw me off no I didn't yeah and I was like I've literally never said that and so for the longest time I was like did you actually think I said that I loved you? And I think he just had hangups because for a long time, he would only tell me that he loved me. <laughs> and that was like his like, halfway between. He was like, it was weird. I was like, you need to stop that. Like, I'm not dating yeah. a teddy bear, a child, yeah. uh, like, you know. And so he, yeah, got past that. And he's now a 38-year-old man that can say I love you, which is great. Well, that's good. Yeah. Took us a while to that's get there. A- that's the thing is like I actually would have been very happy to be the first one that said it. And it wasn't like I was holding it back necessarily, but I did know how I felt. But I I was okay to wait to say it. I guess I wanted to be sure and like I wanted yeah. to make sure we were on the same page. But it wasn't like I know that I know what you mean, like that feeling of like you think it's going to slip out. I wasn't quite there yet, but it's only been two months. But I felt hoodwinked because I feel like I got tricked into saying it. With being like, I love you. I love you too. Oh, actually, I don't know. Oh, what just I think. kidding. I was asleep. JK, and you're like, yeah, me too. Just trashing. <laughs> um, yeah, oh. I just was like, I just can't go backwards. Anyway, I was like, if you can, good for you. Um, I guess that's fine. I'm pretty sure he said it like for real a couple weeks later. But oh, okay. So when he apologized and got you the flowers, he didn't say, I love you. It was still like, it was just no. like, I'm sorry about how I handled that. But like, yeah. yeah. Look, I think that like you need to get your head right. And like, maybe it is harder for guys to say. Maybe it's harder for some guys. I think it's just, I don't think it's actually a guy girl thing. I think it's just some people, you know, some people, like yeah. yeah, there's a lot to it. And like, like I said, we all come to those feelings that that feeling can like, manifest in different ways for different people it can mean different things to different people yeah and it can mean like different levels of commitment or you know like different expectations so I get it but yes and whereas I've always been like very much a romantic very much like ooh, swept up in a whirlwind romance kind of person I was never in love before but I was definitely like a swept up in the romance person Matt is very much not a swept up in the romance person and he was very swept up in our romance. And I he didn't know what to do with himself. Right. Is really what right, it was. Right, right. Like, but he couldn't identify that at the time. And he did feel like he was in love with me. But I think that scared the crap scared out of him. Scared him. Yeah. And, and so like, he was like, I can't months, say that yet. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. I get it. When you're like, because look, I'm more like that. So between the two of us, like Renee has like, you know, would have like a cruise boyfriend that was like, oh, it was the best six days of, of my life. Boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Or I went like, to the airport and told every single one of them I loved them. Metaphorically. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I didn't do that. But like I'm much more like Matt where it was like, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay. It's been too, you know, I'm I'm just much more like that where I'm like, let's pump the brakes. Hold on a second. Because I don't like to make decisions impulsively. I don't tend to trust my emotions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't do things yeah. off of emotion and feeling because not that that's bad. Like I actually think that there is – something to that and I think in some ways I've missed out by not Mm -hmm. like listening to my feelings and emotions but I just couldn't bring myself to do it and so I think I would I would be the same way where like if I was fully swept up in something I would be suspicious of it that yes that's actually a really good way to phrase it I think that's exactly how he felt and because you're kind of just like I don't want to get like a year down the track and be like Yep, I should have known better. This was just mm-hmm. this like, you know, everything went too fast. Or whatever. Exactly. Like, what yeah. was the harm in just kind of like pumping the brakes, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. I never want to be in a position like, like you know, egg on your face because you like, which is silly because 
it's stuff happens and whatever and those experiences are still valid experiences but um yeah yeah I can appreciate I can I'm certainly suspicious of things that seem like so great so quickly and whatever Mm -hmm. anyway so Emily said thank you um (laughs) she did and honestly how are we with these goofball men how did they get so lucky I don't know they they should thank their lucky stars every day that they, they get should. to be loved by us. Loved. Um, we love you both. We love them both. Um, right. So Emily very sweetly like does. So she obviously has feelings for us because she calls him as soon as she gets home. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I love how Ross is like, he comes over and the guys are like, oh, my God. And he's like, I'm going to go sit by the phone. You know, Monica's like, she's probably calling you from the plane. And I'm like, Monica, like, Monica, stop. let it stop. Yeah, somebody <laughs> rein her in. Like, stop Goodness. listening to Monica. Although I guess his alternative is Joey and Chandler. So it's like. Honestly, can Ross, we find a happy medium somewhere in the middle? Rachel should have been the one giving him advice, but clearly she's too invested. So it's like. I don't know. Maybe he should have written in on like the Dear Anne columns or whatever. But um, so she's like, go home, sit by the phone because, you know, pre-cell phone. Um, And so he does. And I like how he's like, okay, but if she doesn't call, it's over. Or like if like she forgets and then I call and we have a nice chat and then she says she calls. Just to see what's going on. Yeah, just to see what's going on. (laughs) I love how he like tries to act so like breezy. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, and then she doesn't, then it's really over. And so anyway, look, like, fair enough. I think he's trying to be a little bit like, I don't want to be embarrassed because I'm the one that's, like, more vulnerable and more into this. But, like, I've as I've gotten older, I've learned that it's like, who is that a bad thing to be like, oh, wow, I actually really enjoyed this and really enjoyed you. And, like, I guess jokes on me. Mm-hmm. You don't like me as much. Like, I don't know. Like. I, I would rather be, I would rather, be, I, I think this is directly in co- um, contrast to what I was just saying before, but like, I feel like being rejected, it's like, wouldn't you rather be guilty of having really enjoyed and invested and believed in something than be guilty of the one who was like, I don't know, doubted it and left early or like, does that make sense what I'm trying to say? So what you're better what you're saying is it's better to have loved and lost <laughs> than to not have loved at all. I did I think But with a lot more words. Quote that as I've just quote co- coined that phrase. No, I just Michael mean Scott. like I I just mean like so what? So you had a great time, you fell for this girl, like Yeah. Why is that embarrassing, I guess? Like I think at this age, I know that it's not. And I would think at Ross's age, he would know that it's not. But like 16-year-old me may not have been able to know that. Even 24-year-old me probably wouldn't have known that. And maybe we just can know that now because we are in secure relationships. Probably. But I do think that it was even around the age, like my late 20s, where I started dating more casually and just kind of realized that like – rejections aren't something to take so personally yeah it's I mean it is personal but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you it just means that this isn't gonna be a thing yes which I think we've said before yeah um yeah it would be harder if it is somebody like obviously between Ross and Rachel because like they have so much history they're such good friends like that's harder than just like a totally um if you were like if one of them was rejected in that scenario that's obviously more than just like a oh well that person rejected me on with my life never going to see them again you know right 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 so anyway so he goes home and she calls and i like how he like hello like tries to act so breezy and she's like i just feel so terrible mm-hmm. you know you said such sweet things to me at the airport and that was totally inappropriate how i responded um but I need to come clean with you. And like, and like, fair enough. Like, this is the conversation they should have had where if he was to say, like, I want to keep in touch, she either could have said, like, look, I need to be honest. There's somebody else back home. Or she could have gone home and thought about it and see how she felt about it. And like, yeah, do you want to keep dating the guy in your hometown or do you want to try to make it work with this long distance guy that you really click with? So yeah. she doesn't make that decision. She just tells Ross that 
there's somebody else back home. And yep. is that all she says about it? Or does she say like that she's going to make, I don't think she says she's going to choose between the two. She doesn't. She's just like, there's something I haven't told you. There's yeah, someone else. Yeah, that's right. And then Monica's like, well, maybe you should show up on her doorstep. Yeah, so Monica, again, with the terrible <laughs> advice, um, and is like, you need to go fight for her. This is even better. Like, you need to fly to London. Of course there's someone else. Um, oh, yeah. Like, of course. You have to fight for her. And I like how Joey's like, yeah, because you already told her you loved her. She didn't say it back and told you she's dating somebody else. Show up. That'll scare her. And I'm like, yeah, like, stop doubling down. Although... In a way, it kind of works, but like in another way, I really just feel like it didn't need to be so drastic. Yeah. I mean, I think it only worked because Emily went to his place, but I think her coming to him, the ball is in her court. Like, um, not saying he doesn't have a say, but basically he said what he wants yeah. And now it's her turn to respond. So yes. her showing up at his place makes total sense to me. And it it's cute but, because they're at each other's houses. But it would not have been cute if, like, she was at her house with Colin. You and know. he just showed up. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit it's a bit it turns imposing and, like, threatening. Yeah. It's like um, – like you were saying, why can't he just be content with, yeah, okay, well, maybe I fell a little hard, a little fast, but, like, I had a great time. Um, but he's, like, really trying to make it happen. And it, Well, that's you know, classic Ross. Like, it's a bit forced. Classic yeah, Ross. He's a, bit, he's a bit forced. It's the whole, like, out of sight, out of mind. Like, I can't give you one minute to think about it because then you might choose the other person. So I mm-hmm. need to, like, I mm-hmm. need to, like, um biden this and just be there (laughs) yes be there biden (laughs) i was about to say biden 2020 i'm not making enough i'm not gonna make political endorsements she's just referring to um, new girl (laughs) i'm referring to new girl biden is ass just show up everywhere he is and you know sometimes it works yeah actually (laughs) biden your way to happiness So I feel like, yeah, I feel like he at this point should have just been like, okay, like I hear what you're saying. I respect that you need to make a decision. I can't get you out of my mind though. Like, can I call you tomorrow? Or like, hey, I want to clear my schedule and come visit you. Like do that, but like ask her permission. I don't know. Of course it is cute because then Emily shows up at not, oh yeah, she did go to Ross's first and he wasn't there. So she shows up at the guy's apartment and she flew back, which is like, girl, you just did that flight the day before. And then she did it again the next day. Like, she has been in the air a lot. I know. To fly all the way back to New York. I feel like maybe it's because he made the grand gesture of, like, showing up at the airport. So she's trying to make the grand gesture of, like, showing back up at his apartment, which is sweet, except for he's in yeah. London. And so I love that, like, mm-hmm. you know... Monica is like, you love him. And she's like, I'd really rather talk to him. So she calls her own house and leaves a voicemail on her answering machine and is like, Ross, if you can hear me, I love you. And um, and while she's talking, Joey's like staring at the Toblerone bar. And she's oh like, God. what? Yes, Joey, you can have all the chocolate you want. Just take it. <laughs> have you Such ever a had pill. a Toblerone? Yeah, they're not my favorite. I've never had one. So you I haven't? know what all the fuss was about. No, I don't think so. I didn't fly around oh, in they the don't 90s. Have them? I mean, I did. I mean, they still exist. I guess I could go get one, but it just seems like a big old, like, what's the point? I don't know. Well, they sell regular sized ones. <laughs> Are they that tasty? They're just expensive airport chocolate, right? They're just, no, they're just regular chocolate. You can buy it, like, um, at the grocery store? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think you used to be able to get them in the u.s but they definitely have them here now i guarantee you they have them in new zealand i'll have Um, to look yeah and they the regular size ones i mean they're obviously shaped in that triangle shape but they're like the same size as getting like a 
a Twix or, you know, a Snickers or something. Right. Like okay. they make them in a serving size. You don't have to buy the huge ones, I think, are the, at the duty free shops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I've just never been into it. But um, right. I think they have like, um, what are they? They have something in them that. Hazelnut. Yeah. And I think they have something like sticky. I don't oh, know if it's like a toffee. Um, Maybe it's toffee, which I'm not into caramel and toffee. So it could be one of those things, which it's fu- like it's fine. If I was really craving chocolate and that was around, I would eat it. But I would never go out of my way to get one. Right. Um, if that makes sense. But oh, yeah. somebody um, says there's a unique recipe of milk chocolate with nougat, almond, and honey. It's honey. Okay, that makes sense. Which I like honey, but not – well, I don't – yeah, I mean, honey's honey fine. Honey and milk chocolate. Like, milk chocolate's already kind of sweet sticky. enough. I don't yeah. feel like it needs honey. Okay, maybe I'll try one at some point. Well, just so you know, yeah, just to have the information. Just to in have life. all the information. <laughs> yeah, just so you have all the information. You should try good, one. Good call. This but is yeah, I don't think that you used to be able to find them in the U.S. Okay. But you definitely they, can now. They are now owned by a U.S. confectionery company, but I think they're originally okay. Swiss. Did I did I tell you that they now sell Haribo Star Mix in the U.S.? What a, oh, finally! You're so excited. They don't have all the same items in them. Um, there are different shapes, and they're missing some key shapes that I like the best. But they do sell it here now. That's great. It only took twelve years, <laughs> and a lot of petitioning by Renee. Lobbying. A lot of petitioning. Full time lobbyist for Haribo gummy for gummy snacks. Haribo Star, Star Mix, Mix specifically. Um, right. So Ross is in London. Emily is in New York. Who do you think should fly back to where? That's what I want to know. Like the logistics of who's going to go where. Ross is in London. Emily's already been in New York. Right. He should just like stay. He should stay and she should come she should come home. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like, that's what I was thinking. Although that is like three flights for poor Emily. But she has to get back to London at some point. So... Yeah, I think she's. Oh, I'm should... guessing she has work sometime soon. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's probably missing work to do this or whatever. So, yeah. I think she needs to go home and Ross should stay. He should call in sick for the week or can't really work remotely back then because, you know, no cell phones or laptops. But um, this is if really why people needed. This is why people needed cell phones. So, they yeah. could have been texting and not had this old mix up with flying to each other's hometowns oh my gosh seriously <laughs> oh gosh very sweet very yeah, romantic so, so they re-love each other they re-love each other um yeah good news for ross and emily for now for now so look that's it for now with those two and this whole thing um we will we will turn off the free porn for now and join us Thank next goodness. week for episode 18, the one with Rachel's new dress, which is a super fun one. I love this one. It's a really fun one. All right, guys. Stay safe out there. We love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.